Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Ah, you love to hear that sound. That means football is back, and tonight we have Falcons Jets on Monday Night Football. We'll take you live there shortly. Weather a little precarious down there in East Rutherford, New Jersey. And perhaps the only thing bigger than a game in the preseason is the return of the GOAT, the training camp practice, as Tom Brady is back with the Bucks after an 11-day absence. That due to personal reasons. More to come on Tom Brady and the potential issues surrounding his offensive line. Field Yates, Adam Schefter to my left here in studio. We have, of course, Marcus Spears and Mina Kimes here for some great insight throughout the show. And we're going to begin in Carolina as what was expected is now official. Baker Mayfield was formally named the Panthers starting quarterback earlier today, holding off Sam Dartle in a competition this summer. Mayfield won't have to wait long for a shot at revenge against his old team as Carolina faces the Browns in week one. So the news of the day, not totally surprising, but the Panthers made it official. And the Browns, they play in week one, as I mentioned. He gets his former team right away. That game is in Carolina. Last season, Mayfield sort of struggled to produce while dealing with a shoulder injury. He's had the largest drop-off in total QBR of any quarterback to throw at least 200 passes in both 2020 and 2021. He went from ranking top 10 in touchdown-to-interception ratio in 2020 to ranking bottom 10 last season. All right, Swagoo, first word goes to you. If Baker can return to the player that he was back in 2020, how good can this Carolina offense be? It can be explosive, babyface, and I don't think a lot of people talk enough about the weapons that the Carolina Panthers have. And, and you think about, obviously, Christian McCaffrey staying healthy, but being back, he changed the dynamic of how defenses have to play you. Robbie Anderson, legit wide receiver. DJ Moore is a legit wide receiver. There is enough offensively for them to be explosive. It's all been hinging on the quarterback play, mm. being able to do more than just give the ball to Christian McCaffrey and tell him to make this offense go. So I, I, I'm looking forward to seeing it. We've seen Baker with a well-supported run game have some success in this league. Mm. We've also seen him have some troublesome times. Last year, obviously being injured, didn't have the best year, tried to play through it. But ultimately, this should be sort of a, a reviving thing for Baker Mayfield to get out of Cleveland and have these guys around him to play with him. Yeah, th this isn't a particularly surprising decision. Field, you put up Baker's stats last year. As bad as those were, Sam Darnold's statistics were pretty much worse across the board. And we know that <laughs> injury. We have seen him put together stretches of games, uh, the likes of which Sam Darnold just simply hasn't in the NFL. I agree with Marcus. I actually really like these skill players. There's a lot to like in this Panthers office, provided that offensive coordinator Ben McAdoo can coordinate a an offense that's tailored to Baker's skill sets. But I do have a concern, and this concern arose while watching the Panthers uh, in this last start where left tackle I know where you're going, is a rookie, got his first start against the Patriots, and mm. that is the offensive line. And it is particularly this offensive line against 
one of, if not the best pass rushers in the NFL in Miles Garrett. Look, Aquanu is a young player. He's going to get more comfortable in pass protection. But for week one, that's the kind of mismatch that could completely throw a game for Baker. It doesn't matter how good he is or how good the skill players off are, pardon me, skill players are. If he can't stay protected for a, a decent amount of time, they're going to struggle to get anything going. I mean, that's exactly right. Iki Aquanu struggled on Friday night mm-hmm. against the New England Patriots. Yeah. And it looks like the Panthers' offensive line still needs to come together. And it needs to do it pretty quickly in time for the start of the regular season. But if you go back to the day that the Carolina Panthers traded for Baker Mayfield and proclaimed it in open quarterback competition. There were people that day that said, no, Baker Mayfield is going to win this job. And it almost feels as if this was going to be Baker's job, that it was ticketed to go to him from the moment that Carolina traded for him because they were interested in him up to and leading to and past the NFL draft. They finally got a hold of Baker Mayfield. And even though it was an open competition, I think most people felt like it was going to be Baker's job. Today it became official, and now he's got to go make it happen behind a shaky offensive line. And, y'all, think about this dynamic. Think about where we were sitting a, a, a year, two years ago, I think, now with Sam Dornell mm. being traded from the New York Jets to the Carolina Panthers and how excited they were to get Sam Dornell. I was on TV talking about this is going to resurrect his career, and now you got Maker Mayfield. That's coming in in a very similar situation, ousted – by the team that drafted him very highly. He has an opportunity under Matt Rule in this offense with Ben McAdoo to kind of revive himself, like I said earlier. But this is, and I'm with Mina, like that offensive line looked like a turnstile. But I guarantee y'all this, if we get midways or through this season and Baker Mayfield didn't perform at a high level, we will not be talking about this offensive line. We're going to be talking about Baker Mayfield and whether he's a starter in this league or not because that's the conversation that has started about Sam Darnold. And more quarterback news from Carolina. Third-round pick Matt Corral could be out for the season due to a list frank injury. Matt Rule, the head coach, announced that over the weekend. All right, let's get things moving here as not only do we have – before we do that, though, take a look at the week one reunions. How about this? Not just Baker Mayfield. Russell Wilson could face off against his former team, Seahawks. Joe Flacco, if he starts in place of Zach Wilson, would take on the Ravens. Von Miller faces his – Former, even if brief, team, the Rams plus Devontae Parker and the Patriots went out of Miami to play against the Dolphins. Now, it was a busy weekend of preseason action on the field, so let's take you around the NFL. And it turns out that Patrick Mahomes still pretty good at football. The Chiefs hosted the Commanders over the weekends. And Swagoo, second quarter, Chiefs lead 7-0. This is just easy money right here. Babyface is vintage, man. I mean, making the, making some difficulty look very easy. That's what we've grown enamored with with Patrick Mahomes. This throw is so difficult. Ain't feet not right. Dan, talk about your hips and your shoulders aligning. None of that happens. None of that happens. And how about the defense, too? First-round pick, George Karloftis, getting into the action with the Swagoo-style sack right there. <laughs> man, I'm loving how Karloftis is playing. When he came out of college, it was a lot of power. It was a lot of strong and strength rush. Now he's showing some moves. His hands were phenomenal coming out of college, and it's starting to translate. Hopefully he can add that pass rush that they need. Chiefs win 24-14. Let's go to Buffalo, where things looked really easy for the Bills on Sunday. They hosted the Broncos, who were not playing their starters. Josh Allen, Jeffy, he has the look of perhaps a MVP favorite this season. Well, he's got so much offensive talent around him. There you see Gabe Davis, and he's also – Got a running back in the backfield now that offers an element of explosiveness that they didn't have in James Cook. Let's take a look at James Cook here field and some of the things 
that he can do in Buffalo's offense this year. Takes the handoff from Josh Allen, scoots outside. Look at how quick and strong and elusive he looks. One more offensive weapon for the Buffalo Bills, which brings an element that they haven't had last year. The only thing that they haven't been able to do is run the ball effectively, and it looks like James Cook may have solved that this season. Opportunity for a whoop in there from you. No dice from Schiff. Let's go to the Pittsburgh Steelers as they played against the Jacksonville Jaguars this weekend. And, Mina, I got to tell you, both the quarterbacks, Mr. Trubisky here, Penny Pick, Kenny Pick in a minute, have been pretty solid so far this preseason. Yeah, I agree. We've seen Mitch Trubisky leading the ones, and so far, aside from a few hiccups, he's done a good job uh, of doing so, getting the ball out fairly quick, at times flashing some of the athleticism we know he's capable of, has looked fairly accurate, decisive, cut down on some of the poor decision-making. Oh, gosh, is this about – no, this isn't the play where he, he uh, almost threw an interception. Ooh. I was going to say right when I say decision-making, no. But for this <laughs> part, I think he has done a good job of holding on to that number one job. <laughs> He sure has one, though. Kenny Pickett making things a little bit more interesting here as we see Pickett enter the game after Trubisky, playing with some more of the depth-level players. And Mina finds Betty Snell on this play, on this upcoming play, excuse me. Wow. First one here, though, a near big play in the red zone to Pat Fryer. Yeah, hits him perfectly in stride. That's going to be a theme with Pickett so far this preseason, notably in this game. Climbing up that depth chart, right? So going past Mason to that second role behind Mitch Trubisky. Feels like a plan is in place in Pittsburgh. And so far, Pickett has answered the bell with his good decision-making and his accurate throws. There's the touchdown to Benny Snell Jr. that I was trying to get to one play too soon. That's live TV for you. Hey, last season, the Steelers ranked 31st in pass block win rate. Worth noting, given how much Mitch Trubisky and Kenny Pickett have been under pressure so far in the preseason, according to NFL Next Gen Stats, Trubisky has completed just one of six passes when pressured. Pickett has been better, completing six of seven while posting a 150 passer rating. Here's head coach Mike Tomlin on his quarterbacks thus far. You know, it's probably who he is. He, I know he did it next door. Um, he probably did it in high school. He probably did it in Little League. Um, some, some things people are born with. I thought Mitch played well. I thought he created and extended some things when there wasn't much there. Um, but we got to do a better job of protecting him and, and, and having some semblance of a run game if you want a fair evaluation. And I'm just being bluntly honest. All right, Mike T. Calling it how it always is. Mina, uh, what more does Kenny Pickett need to do to potentially win this job? Okay, I think Mitch Trubisky still has the job right now, but maybe this is because I watched House of the Dragon last night and I've got succession <laughs> drama on the mind. Pickett's a little bit because of Kenny Pickett. Uh, a couple of things jumped out to me from his performance this week. Well, we may have lost well, Mina. So quick, averaging a... And she's back. She's not. Okay, so what you're seeing here is the ball... A, a thing he did in college field. He had a really long time to throw so far this preseason, 2.29 seconds per pass attempt. Uh, managed that two-minute drill at the end of the half perfectly. And then the other thing, and, and again, you're seeing this on these drives, that anticipation and accuracy throwing over the middle of the field. Yeah. This is why I love the pairing of him and Deontay Johnson in particular, who excels in that area. If you can set him up to get yards after the catch, you're going to turn those eight-yard slants into 18 yards every single time. The only thing I would like to see now is him pushing the ball downfield a little bit more. So far this preseason, just 5.5 yard air yards per attempt. Some of that is by design. Only one deep passing attempt. So I think in week three, if we see him again, that's something I'd like to see. But so far, this rookie has been passing. 
Yeah, I think the feeling around the league has been that Mitchell Trubisky was in line to be the opening day starter, the mm -hmm. favorite to be that guy. And when you talk to people now, here's what you keep hearing, that the young kid is, quote, unquote, coming on, and he's coming quick. Yep. And so I don't know when they're going to get to Kenny Pickett, yep. but they're going to get to Kenny Pickett yeah. at some point in the season. I think, essentially, as soon as Mitchell Trubisky has a stumble early in the season, that'll open the door to get to Kenny Pickett and give Pittsburgh a chance to go to the quarterback that seems to get better at practice every single day, mm -hmm. that seems to impress them more and more all the time, that seems to be, to use the words that I've heard over and over, coming on. And so when you look at this Pittsburgh class, rookie class, Kenny Pickett, George Pickens, Calvin Austin, quarterback, two wide receivers. Pittsburgh has found some young playmakers on the offensive side of the football that look like they're going to be in fixtures in Pittsburgh for years to come. You know what I, you know what I love about what you just said, Shefty, coming mm -hmm. on? Because th this organization is going to put Kenny Pickett in a great situation. It, it, a lot of times we, we look at teams and we try to figure out, like, where are they when they draft a young quarterback? We had a crazy discussion about uh, Justin Fields all year last year about how bad the situation was, and I was like, he needs to get in and mm -hmm. play. But I think what Mr. Trubisky has done is afforded Mike Tomlin them to make an honest, true evaluation and decision, which is key. And Kenny Pickett, like you said, is taking advantage of it. And you can see the maturity in him as a rookie. And you can see Mr. Trubisky out there fighting for this job, as Tomlin alluded to, extending plays, showing some of that athletic ability that we saw him display in Chicago. This is a good problem in Pittsburgh right now. Mm. I didn't see Mike Tomlin shaking his head talking about those guys need to do better. Mm. I see, I heard him say we got to protect these guys better, and I heard him give Kenny Pickett the ultimate compliment about the way he plays and how he's played since he was playing peewee football. I am glad we're having a conversation about both of these guys in a real competition, and they are going to make the Steelers, either one of these decisions, are going to make the Steelers a better football team than they were last year, because both these quarterbacks offer that second element of elusiveness and being able to extend plays. But Kenny Pickett is looking real Pittsburgh-y right now. That's a new word. Don't nobody steal. I was going to say Pittsburgh-y. I'm going to write that one down in the dictionary. We'll see who ends up winning this job soon enough. Hey, we are just getting started here on NFL Live. And as we told you, we're going to go out to MetLife Stadium, East Rutherford, New Jersey, where the, the field has been cleared due to rain and also lightning in the area. Laura and Dan are going to join us live. It might come from what looks like a bunker or a cave. More from them coming up here on NFL Live. Field, you're looking very bristly. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. NFL Live is brought to you by Pizza Hut. No one out pizzas the hut. And take a look at a wet East Rutherford, New Jersey in just a moment as you see the stadium, MetLife Stadium. It's going to be a soggy one tonight, Monday night football. Of course, the game 8 p.m. Eastern time follows. Monday NFL Countdown 7 Eastern on ESPN and The Gap. In the app, I should say. We have Dan Orlovsky and Laura Rutledge. Somehow they have avoided this soggy, soggy Monday afternoon out there at MetLife Stadium. Of course, they are half of the great crew that will be broadcasting the game tonight on ESPN. And Laura, take it away if you can hear me and if you guys are still dry by the end of this segment. Yeah, I feel the funny thing is Dan's going to stay dry the entire night. I- I'm going to be the one out there in the elements. So it, that's been... He's got to protect the hair, the suit, the whole thing. Uh, you know? Let me play the mini violin for you. you oh, know? I, I love it. I'm, I'm all about the elements. So, anyway, this weather obviously affects how this game goes tonight. Sure. What we know from the Jets and some of the conversation out there right now, not expected to see Joe Flacco and many other starters. And, you know, on the Falcon side of things, you wonder how this affects him. Just so everyone knows, we've had a lightning delay out there. That's why we're not on the field aside from just the rain. But it's got to be in these coaches' minds, too. Well, I think, first of all, anybody who lives in the Northeast knows we need this rain. So yeah. take it when we can get it. I think two things. This weather might force both coaches to reevaluate playing some of the starters that or, or veterans that they were planning on because the field is probably going to be relatively slick. And then I think the second thing is, not only is it a good opportunity for the young kids, it's an added variable to this opportunity because coaches are always, and the preseason is about a lot of young guys proving themselves to make rosters. They're trying to find guys or young players that can handle bad stuff. Like, hey, who do I trust that is going to be our 50 to 53rd guy on this team? He's a young player. I watched him play in the preseason game against the Falcons or against the Jets, and the weather was terrible, and he didn't complain, and he was focused on his assignments, didn't have any mental errors, and still performed at a good level. The, the weather is not great, but it's a variable that can add to these guys elevating themselves in comparison to the guys that they're competing for roster spots on the team. Aside from tonight, this Jets roster has a ton of promise, and that's no been doubt. the conversation around the offseason, right? The great draft, and if Zach Wilson can just step up and put it all together, of course, we won't see Zach Wilson potentially. May not see him until a little bit into the season. They want to be conservative, even though the knee injury ended up not being nearly as severe as they thought, and he had a successful surgery. But when you look at this Jets roster, what sticks out to you? Youth, optimism, and expectations. I mean, there's five or six guys that are going to be starters on this offense that are in their first or second year. There's going to be three or four guys in their defense that are rookies or starters um, that are going to have impactful parts on that defense. I think the optimism is this is probably the best roster, 1-53, to in the last decade in New York. It's real talent, and it's not only real talent. It's guys that they believe are kind of made of the right stuff to continue to try and rebuild – not only have one good year, but consistently a good year. And then the expectations are higher. I have been outspoken saying that Zach Wilson, their second-year quarterback out of BYU, is in the best situation for all the second-year quarterbacks. Now, he's got to get healthy. He's got to get on the field to get those reps. But there's a lot of young talent that you sit there and say, and yes, it's always an if, but if Brees Hall becomes that 
three down back that they're hoping for, and if Sauce Gardner becomes a lockdown corner, and if Garrett Wilson becomes that Devontae Adams type of player, man, there's a lot of pieces in place that if it's Zach Wilson or somebody else, um, there's a lot of good stuff for a quarterback to go play in. Yeah, Brees Hall, by the way, really stuck out to us at practice on Saturday. And, and speaking of that practice, we're there and we're, we're watching in one of the end zones. Yes. And Garrett Wilson made one of the most unbelievable catches I've ever seen with my own eyes. You've seen more football than I have. But this guy basically landed in your lap while you're standing up there. It reminded me a little bit. I think he had one like this against Clemson, maybe his freshman year in college football or something. But you watch him go up and make the catch. And when the ball comes out of the quarterback's hand, you're like, oh, this one's going to hit me in the face and I'm 10 yards out of bounds. (laughs) And then you watch him just elevate. And it's almost like watching like a basketball player, right? Like they go up and they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. They keep going and he lands right in front of us. Helmet pops off and I'm like, do I give him the helmet? Do I not give him the helmet? Does he even know you? So I threw it to him. But... It's one of those plays where you're like, oh, my gosh, man. Like the, yeah. the, the freak um, jumps and body control he has are off the charts. Uh, you saw it on the video there. I was talking to somebody else, and it shocked me so much. I had to go up and talk to you guys about it because it was so You're cool. almost like your breath's taken away. It was yes. one of those moments when you sit there and you're like, that is so rare and so talented. And yet they said a lot of the people who have been there regularly for Jets practice, he's doing that all the time. Yeah. It, it is so easy for him because of his basketball background, but it's why many people hey. end up likening him to a ballet dancer of sorts. He's so controlled but also can get up so high. Shout out to the ballerinas out there. <laughs> I had to get in. You don't know anything about that. <laughs> oh my. Hey, Boogie, right, Boogie, so I, wa- I wanted to ask what? Dan. I wanted to ask Dan, how did it feel to be around that level of athleticism? Oh. Did, did you feel like? Oh, Dan. Yeah. And since I, it's a good question. Since I spend basically every day with you, it was, very, it was a very wanted, unique opportunity. Swaggo, we wanted something to rub off on him a little bit. He's, he's been trying to get it hops ever since. And he only jumps up about he this time. He said he took his breath Sorry, away. Dan. He just never did that before. <laughs> uh, never, you've never done it either now. Hey, tune in to, to see Dan's athleticism live on TV tonight as he broadcasts the game with Lewis Riddick. I'm going to jump Steve over Levy. this. Don't do that. You're splashing water on me. All right. <laughs> Back to you, Field. You got me all wet, Dan. Yeah, Dan, come on now. Show some manners, will you? We all want to see that three-inch vertical, but wait till after the live shot is done and you're in a dry <laughs> surroundings. Look, hey, I'm looking forward to seeing both Dan and Laura on the call tonight for Jets and Falcons. Hey, coming up, Packers wide receivers are still on the hot seat after some drop passes. Head coach Matt LaFleur's frustration is as clear as day. You can't make the same mistake twice. Not in this league. We don't have time for it. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. 
Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Back here at NFL Live, let's go around the league with our top stories. And Shefty, take it away from New Orleans first. Well, feel Jameis Winston back at practice in seven-on-seven drills. You remember, he hurt his right foot during practice two weeks ago. But now, with the season coming closer, with the foot feeling better, with the knee making progress, Jameis is back at practice, and that's a good sign for the New Orleans Saints who need him to blend together with their new offensive teammates. Meanwhile, the Giants' first-round draft pick, Kayvon Thibodeau, sprained his MCL on this play. He is expected to miss three to four weeks, and the Giants' regular season opener is in 20 days, which makes it dicey Mm. whether he'll be able to play. Brian Dayball said he's day-to-day, but it certainly sounds like he's no lock to play in week one against the Tennessee Titans. And Tom Brady Mm, has returned from his 10-11 day hiatus to resume practicing with the Buccaneers. Took some time to attend to quote-unquote personal things. But let's just point out Mm. the unique nature of this. I don't think there's ever been a player, certainly of his stature, that has ever taken 10-11 days off this close to the regular season. So clearly it was time he felt he needed to get done. Yeah, unique situation. That much is for sure. It's good to see him back on the field, but here's his head coach Todd Bowles earlier today on Brady in the offensive line. Anytime you have all your guys back, you feel good, you know, especially after the injury bug has hit lately, so we're happy to have him back. It goes from day to day, you know. It goes from day to day. Whether you play them or not play them, we'll make those decisions at the end of the week. You know, I've seen people play and be used to it. I've seen people not play and be rusty and be used to it, you know. So we'll discuss it at the end of the week and see how much work we get done in practice this week. Well, we like our in-house options, but there's got to be a player available for us to like to have an added player. We're not just going to sign one to sign one. So there's nothing out there for us to sign. But at the same time, we're comfortable with the guys we have right now. All right, so Mina, Todd Bowles says that he is comfortable with the offensive line despite some recent attrition. How concerned are you right now about the state of affairs amongst the offensive line that over the past two seasons has been arguably as good as there is pass pass protecting in the NFL? I am not comfortable with it. I am deeply uncomfortable. <laughs> I am nervous. Uh, this is the one position that the Bucks really could not afford injuries at. Maybe the other being inside linebacker uh, behind Levante David. But, boy, just not just to lose one player, but to lose a string of offensive linemen the way they had. Obviously, the trade for Shaq Mason worked out um, to bolster the interior of the offensive line. But then to lose Ryan Jensen, their center, they're going to replace him in-house with Ryan Hainsey. And then now, again, to have another injury of this magnitude with Aaron Stinney out. I know they have Luke Gedeke, they drafted, but the problem field is it's not like you're just replacing one player on the offensive line. And obviously the tackles are still set with Tristan Wirfs and Donovan Smith. But when you start replacing multiple players is when you run into problems. And we all know, this is not a surprise to anyone, that interior pressure has long been the biggest way to stop Tom Brady. So, again, to lose players exactly in that spot, it's the kind of thing that, while it w- won't stop the Bucks from getting to the playoffs, could prevent them from getting that number one seed, which we know is all too important in the extended postseason. Yeah, okay. Listen, I, like to downplay this is crazy to me, okay? You're you talking about – the interior offensive line. Every defensive meeting I sat in before we played Tom Brady, the word was if we can get interior pressure, we can make Tom Brady normal. 
That was the word. That was the that was the game plan playing against him. And now interchangeable parts. You lose a lot of experience. You lose guys that played in the Super Bowl and won one. Not to mention Jensen and the report that you build. But look at this list. Ali Marpet gone, Kappa gone, starters in the Super Bowl. Rand Jensen started in the Super Bowl. Aaron Stinney now out. Rob Gronkowski, who we don't talk about enough as a premier blocker at the tight end spot, who they use on their outside zone plays, is out. Like, listen, this is for everybody to, yeah, and not to mention Todd Bowles being there as a new head coach. Todd Bowles probably like, man, come on, man. We talking Mm. about Aaron Rodgers coming back. Todd Bowles like, oh, you throw me in this fire the first year without half of my offensive line? And think about this, y'all. We sat here two years ago, or three years, one of them, my my time running together. Relative. And we talked about the Kansas City Chiefs offensive line being deficient against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and that was the sole reason, Mm -hmm. the big big reason why the Tampa Bay Buccaneers won a Super Bowl. And now there's this calm about losing the entire interior of an offensive line Mm -hmm. with Tom Brady, who's 45, playing quarterback. I ain't that calm about it. I, I don't know how anyone else can be, especially when we come off a playoff game, when we see Aaron Donald make the game-changing type plays to win the football game. And now you're going to implement new offensive linemen. I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit paused at this, and I'm sure Tom Brady is saying, bro, I might have should have stayed, stayed at the crib. Mm. <laughs> and when Swagoo put up that list of all the players who will not be back, including yeah. Rob Gronkowski and Alex Kappa and Ryan Jensen, what I was thinking is they struggled – to keep pace with New Orleans with that cast. Correct. And now the cast yes. is downgraded, and New Orleans believes that this division is well within its grasp and that there's no reason that they can't win the division. And that's the reason they traded their first in the draft in 2023 to get an extra one in 2022 because that's they the felt like Tampa was vulnerable, and that was before some of these injuries and some of these other moves. So New Orleans feels like it's in a great position, and Tampa seems vulnerable at the spot where they cannot be, where they need to protect Brady, where, as Mina mentioned, his kryptonite is up the middle. Yeah, and many quarterbacks have a similar kryptonite, and Brady and the Bucks, and really Brady and the Patriots over the many, many years he's been playing in the NFL have been able to withstand departures here or there. It just feels like there's been a larger aggregate impact on the Bucks this offseason as compared to previous years for Brady and his team. And all this talk about offensive line play has us thinking about Tom Brady and the maybe the potential need for him to have to scramble a bit more this mm. offseason. And he is underrated <laughs> as a runner, Swagoo. So let's go ahead and roll the tape of Tom Brady's top five runs of all time. You may have heard back in 2002, Tom Brady against the then Oakland Raiders. Look at Brady. Break the pocket. Gets the first out. Watch him stand up here. There's Charles Woodson. He's like, he was down. Watch Brady get up here, though. Only Tom Brady has magnificent runs that go for eight yards. Give me that spike right there. Touchdown. Hey, and number four, Brady has always been the ultimate competitor, especially in the games this close. He is a great quarterback sneaker near the goal line, especially. How many times has he gone up over the top? Four six points. You see it right. It's a dual threat. He a, he a dual threat. He is a Why dual threat. He's he original. Just a different kind of no dual threat. Ever That's all. Explain that to me. Is it timing? Yeah, I think it is. And decisiveness. Number three, to 714, 2014. Six, seven. Look at Brady. He's like, I got Shane Brady. Oh wait, never mind. No, I don't. I, I don't need Shane Brady. Let's go. He's just a fast run back. What am I? I'm an even yeah. faster quarterback. Uh, 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 wow. Like, yeah. Tom Brady wow. down to the three yard line for the first oh, down. Boy. 
Get that? down. He That's started feeling like himself. That looked like Dan. Yeah. That looked like Dan. Tom Brady about to get his high step on October 13th of 2013. And watch this one. Breaks the pressure. Oh, side. Up, up, get those up. feet up in the air, Tom. Oh, and slide. Yeah. Oh, get and those slide. legs up. Let's go. This is actually a really Ooh, good run. Hips, I know we're, we're, we're kidding around. That's a good run. A very good That's run. a good run. Number one, yeah. almost fourth, Brian Erlacher into retirement. Watch this. Okay, Erlacher, Hall of Fame linebacker known for his speed and range. Oh, I got no. you. Oh. I that's told you. Oh. And that's 16 oh. years ago. 16 years ago. the Barry Sanders. Yeah, man. Tom Brady's still playing. Meanwhile, Erlacher has lost and regrown his hair since that time. And guess what? If they had thrown oh. him the pass in the Super Bowl and he had held on to it, we would have had another run to tack on to those five. Wow, Brady, all you had to do was yeah. put the biscuit in the basket. <laughs> the dual-threat quarterback, Tom yeah. Brady, that yeah, no dual-threat quarterback talks about swag. He does not get nearly enough respect. We're just too focused on that if, right arm. If, if, he ever thought, if he ever thought he was dual-threat then, he damn sure going to have to be dual-threat <laughs> this year with what's happening with, with this all offense. all that pressure. Tonight. That's right. Brady could set a career high for rushing yards in a season, which I think would be like 12. Next on NFL Live, we dive into all things young quarterbacks. The old guy, not the new guy. Mac Jones made his G with the, with the Patriots and the offensive approach they're going with this year. Plus, why Tua might not be set up for success even with his new weapons? Hmm. Our analysts chime in on that one. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/network. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com/network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify.com/network. Let's dive into the highlights again here on NFL Live. The Patriots hosting the Panthers. Mac Jones fired up for his preseason debut. Maybe a little too fired up here. Swag is on the Patriots' second drive. Kind of overshoots Jacoby Myers. Yeah, babyface Mac was hype. Um, this is not him. He's an accurate passer, yeah. as we hear all the time. And then, he, you know. Yeah, he comes back around here. Come the on. next drive. How about this? This is a bucket. Dime in the bucket right here from Mac to Nelson Aguilar. Yes, it's beautiful, man. Put it only where Nelson could get it. Kept him on the sideline, but not out of bounds. 
and this was just great ball placement. This is why everybody was excited about Mac Jones' rookie year. And, of course, the Patriots went on to score on that drive. 20-10 to 10, the final there. Patriots beating the Panthers. Let's go to Miami, AFC East. We stay right there. Tua Tungabailoa and the Dolphins hosting the Raiders. Mina's getting some footwork in before the game. We're all talking about the wide receivers this year, but the offensive line kind of got banged around early, as you see on this first yes. Chase Edmonds rush. Ooh. Ooh, that's one of those highlights where you could hear it even when the sound is not on. My goodness, struggling to get any <laughs> run blocking uh, from the very jump. Yeah, worth noting, no Teron Armstead for Miami in this game, but here's Tua with time, and he makes yeah. good on this one, finding Chase Edmonds, who very good as a catch, as a pass catcher, and very good after the catch, too, Mina. Yeah, you know what I love there from Tua? We know that he's accurate on these underneath balls, but uh, just a little bit of creation there, right? Pocket yeah. breaks down, stepping up into the left, throwing on the run. That's something we want to see more of from him, especially when this offense has him on design rollouts as well. 16-yard pickup here from Tua to Trent Sherfield off of play action. Sherfield, of course, signed on a one-year deal this offseason after previously playing for Mike McDaniel in San Francisco. Uh, Mina, we just saw some of the highlights, and I think you probably know where the, what the answer is, but what's your biggest concern for Tua and the Dolphins right now in offense? I swear, Dolphins fans, I not do not have sure. a vendetta against your offensive line. The pass protection looks better. The run blocking is a concern. Like, you don't want to take too much from just two drives, which is what Tua played, and you had most of the starters in aside from Teron Armstead who was out, but in those two drives, five carries for three yards is not a stat line you want to see, and this is a trend that has persisted throughout the preseason, and it's concerning not just for the run game or lack thereof, which was uh, really a problem last year, but also because in this Mike McDaniel offense with Tua, so much of the pass game is predicated on having a good run game. You're going to see a ton of play action. Those RPOs, which we know you want to have defenses also respect the run. Uh, having Tua boot out, again, you don't want that weak side defensive end crashing down on him every time. You hope it looks better with Armstead back, but he is just one offensive lineman. And I think this offense really, really needs improvements in its blocking in order for me to feel better about the rest of the offense. It always starts up front. It seems Prayers it for your mentions. Here. I know, Mina, but Mina and Dolphins fans, it's the love-hate relationship, swag They can hash things out on Twitter later. Hey, if you checked out some UFC yeah. coverage over the weekend, they got their football fix in. Is UFC president Dana White said that he had helped broker a deal that nearly sent Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski to the Raiders back in 2020. No, I am not making this up. Take a listen. I worked to put that deal together for Brady and Gronk to come to the Raiders. And it was almost a done deal. And at the last minute, Gruden blew the deal up and said that he didn't want him. And Whoa. all Whoa. hell broke loose, man. It was crazy. And, and, and Brady was already looking at houses, and it wasn't being said yet that Gronk was coming. So Las Vegas would have had Brady and Gronk the year that the Bucks won the Super Bowl, except Gruden blew the deal up. And there's so much story that goes along with this behind the scenes. And I, I, I was never going to tell that story till Gronk just said it. But, uh, and, yeah. And Dana, that is exactly what happened. Happy. And you just told the story. <laughs>
<laughs> well, Gronk validated it, right? Yeah, I mean, we're not going to question Dana White. Clearly, there was something going on. And if you go back to the Super Bowl at that year, there was a lot of speculation. From you. It wasn't speculation. It was reporting was from you, Champ. There was a lot no, of it speculation was from you. that the Raiders might have interest in Tom Brady. And from what I remember, I remember them hearing about them thinking about mulling whether they wanted to do it. Well, Dana White provided the answer there. And I don't think they were the only other team out there. There were other teams that pondered making a move for Tom Brady as well. The mm. 49ers pondered a move. The Chargers pondered a move. There were a lot of people thinking about Tom Brady. Only the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were smart enough to go ahead and actually do it. Well, initially when I heard Dana White, my first thought was that yak then kicked in, baby. He could have let it all go. All right? the, second thing is, the second thing is, I don't know. Um, Derek Carr, yeah, Mina knows this. Derek Carr, one of my favorite players in the NFL. Mm. I call him young Johnny Cash. But if you got the opportunity to get Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski, you blow the deal up? That blows my mind. Mm. That is the real story here. It ain't that he tried to broker a deal. It's the fact that John Gruden didn't want Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski to come play for the Las Vegas Raiders while he was the head coach. Go ahead, MK. You sound like Tom Brady himself on the shop. I'm sure you guys have seen Mm -hmm. that clip of Brady uh, talking about a mystery team that stuck with their quarterback. He used some, I think it was bleeped out what he said, but... You're really yeah, sticking with that yeah. dude? Um, well, the mystery quarterback has possibly been identified. Uh, listen, <laughs> for young Johnny Cash, though, this season. I going to say, Mina, exactly what it's you just gasoline. said. You're sticking with that, and the rest of it we can't actually <laughs> see. Mina's connecting the dots. Mina's yeah, connecting the dots. Yeah, a story that's going to have tentacles that seemingly will come out of the woodwork every year. It's just a saga that never in the very Coming up, Rodgers, Cobb, and LaFleur have called out the Packers' wide receiving room with the season around the corner. Here, if Mina and Marcus are also concerned by all the pass drops in Green Bay. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. So everything is being studied closely as the Packers adjust to life without Devontae Adams and drops amongst wide receivers. Been a bit of an issue so far this preseason. Here's head coach Matt LaFleur with more on the Butterfield. I appreciate this about Aaron. It's just the urgency to get some of this stuff corrected. I mean, you can't make the same mistake twice. Not in this league. We don't have time for it. and um, that, That's just enough time to get you beat. So certainly he's, he's the ultimate competitor. Um, and, you know, I think it's good for these guys to, to feel that. 
because we got to make sure that they continue to show progress each and every day. And, um, you know, it'll be a good opportunity today to see how these young guys respond. Well, Matt LaFleur's frustrations with the drops are pretty well warranted. As you see, according to NFL Next Gen Stats, the Packers have the highest drop percentage of any team this preseason, 10.5%. So, Swaggy, let me ask you, how much concern do you have for the Packers at this point? Man, it's concerning for me because, one, Aaron Rodgers makes the most death-defying throws in the NFL, and he expects his receivers to understand that even when you don't think you're open, I can throw you open. Mm. And that is why this is, to me, more um, more than just a normal guy's dropping the football. How, we've sat here so many times and, and, and saw throws that Aaron Rodgers has made and said, only he will do that. And, and for us, for the, for the normal human, that's putting the ball in harm's way. For him, that's just a Sunday occurrence. So for these young guys to not only understand that, but to understand how important it is um, in the way that they play football in Green Bay. I do think Aaron Jones and obviously uh, Dylan will be successful out of the backfield. I do believe that the short intermediate game will have success. But we're talking about those plays that Devontae Adams understood mm -hmm. about Aaron Rodgers. Those plays in crunch and critical times in the game where he's going to throw you the ball even though you don't have separation on the guy that's defending you and expect you to make plays. So I think it's a big thing with the drops. If we were like, like we could talk about dropping the ball on a crossing route when, when a guy's trailing you or over route when a guy's trailing you, we can go crazy about that and lose our minds. But the degree of difficulty in which sometimes you're going to have to make catches based on how Aaron Rodgers and, and, and his, um, his ability to throw the ball unlike anybody else in spots these guys got to start making plays and get on report early because that is how Aaron Rodgers has thrived in this league for so long. That's such a good point. I think the Aaron Rodgers to Devontae Adams back shoulder fade looked so easy for mm. so long that we might have taken mm -hmm. it for granted. I mean, it literally would look like a handoff, but so much went into yes. that ball, not just on Aaron Rodgers' side in terms of the perfect placement, but Devontae Adams, the release, the leverage, his awareness of space, and, of course, his incredibly sure hands. Now, suddenly, that's gone, and effort enters the equation. I'm not terribly worried, though, because for the most part, I think with these drops, we are talking about young players. And to your point, Marcus, especially early on in the season, I expect both running backs, Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, to catch a lot of balls. Alan Lazard, of course, Robert Tunyon mm -hmm. coming back. But to me, for the Packers to really go from being an obvious playoff team to a Super Bowl contender, you need one of those young wide receivers to make the leap. I have loved watching Romeo Dobbs this preseason. Speaking of releases, oh my God, that guy off of the line is incredible. Yeah. He's impressed. His ability Monster. to stack receivers, his ability to separate. However, if he doesn't have sure hands, none of that's going to matter. Mm. So it is really important, I think, more so on the margins than it is to whether or not this Packers team is going to be, you know, felled by these drops. Well, maybe it'll be the backs catching more balls than in the past. And even today, Matt LaFleur said that Aaron Jones, Corey, Dill uh, Corey Dillon, uh, Corey Dillon. AJ, AJ Dillon. AJ. Quadzilla. And 1A. Yeah. So that's how he described Jones and Dillon today 
and may, there may be a larger role for those backs today. Uh, fantasy alert right there from Adam Schefter. Just a couple weeks away from the War Room draft. We can't wait for that. Hey, it's time now for one more thing to wrap up the show. And in case you missed it earlier, Dan Orlovsky and Laura Rutledge had a front row seat to a sweet catch from Jets rookie wide receiver Garrett Wilson. Look at how stunned Dan Orlovsky is. He's getting shades of Calvin Johnson in front of him on this catch this. right here. Look, Look at this. That. Go up and get him. There's Daniel right there. Laura, a couple feet away. He's standing there. Watch the game. It looked like he just being cool and not What if in 2024 you got a little bit better every day? When you're learning a new language with Babbel, that's exactly what you're doing. And if Babbel can help you start speaking a new language in just three weeks, imagine what you could do in a full year. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Try Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. It's designed by real people for real conversations. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. They have over 16 million subscriptions sold. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com tackle. Get 60% off at babbel.com tackle. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash tackle. Rules and restrictions may apply. 